Hello, everyone. Welcome to the UWPM podcast. I'm here with Manan Modi, a fresh graduate working in product management, specifically lots of startups. And I just want to thank everyone for being here and giving us a listen. So, Manan, I I know you've been working in startups for, for a while now. Why don't you give us like a bit of background information on you? Yeah, definitely. As Albert mentioned, I've been in startups for a few years now as a product manager. So before I was even in the startup world, I worked in government. I worked in, you know, for a few federal agencies and city agencies. And then after that, I decided to explore consulting for a bit and then work uh, somewhat in like big tech um, at Adobe for a summer. So I got a chance to see like uh, different industries and, you know, explore things that I thought I was like passionate about at the time and, and you know, got a chance to learn um, from a lot of those different companies and, and a lot of different teams that I, that I worked on. I think originally like it, what I was looking for in a career was like to be able to like do something that was like helpful for people in general. Uh, I think that working in government was one way to do that. Um, working for, you know, an agency or things that all, you know, were geared towards helping people and doing things that could potentially change the world. One of the agencies that I worked for, I was working for the Federal Reserve under a product manager who was leading the launch of an iOS app. And so the iOS app is called Money Adventure. And that app um, was like the first app in the agency at the time. So it was like a very like grassroots type role where I, I got to like really build something from the ground up. And so that really kind of like inspired me to like explore more about startups and entrepreneurship. Like growing up, I would start like coupon businesses and and do things on the side, like run a YouTube channel, like do a lot of random things, like even selling Pokemon cards for fun. And I always wanted to explore startups and entrepreneurship a bit more. Um, so I kind of just decided my senior year, like full time, I really wanted to work for a startup and I was interested in fintech. Uh, within fintech, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but in my first role after graduation, I got to work for a company in, in what they called embedded finance space. Um, so it gave me a chance to see a lot of like the top, like rising fintech APIs that were out there and just get a, a broad view of like the fintech space as a whole, but then also learn product management. And so I learned a lot about, you know, just like general product management, working in a startup that like went through YC and like they raised their series A when I joined and then just seeing it scale from like product market fit and beyond. So I thought that it was like a great experience overall. And like, it was, it was actually like very challenging and like hard. So uh, throughout my like time there, I would kind of just like, you know, every time I learned something like a personal learning about product management, I would just like, you know, take a note, um, you know. I thought it was like helpful to like learn like how to, how to build a business through that role. And then those notes became uh, articles and then those articles became the book um, that I'm planning on launching soon. Um, yeah, I think just at a, at a higher level, um, the reason I joined product management was to, you know, one, like I was really passionate about startups, but two, I really wanted to build stuff from the ground up and, and help people. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks so much for your, uh, your introduction. I just kind of want to dive in a little bit more deeper into like your background and I know you work in government and stuff. What kind of jobs were you working before working full-time at product management? So my first internship, um, I kind of got lucky. So I was just like applying online one summer because I, I figured like throughout high school and I think middle school, I was like going to like summer camps, like playing basketball or tennis or doing something along those lines. And I was like, I, I think one summer during my sophomore or junior year, I decided, you know, let's just try something cool and something new. And so I applied to like a few internships, got kind of lucky and I had a chance to work for uh, the mayor's office of New York City um, in their yeah. correspondence office. And so that was a great experience overall, just like learning about like, um, it was kind of like 
I started like in, in like the mail room kind of type of thing um, where like I was like literally like reading mail or, or like no seeing way. the mail that, that came through to the office uh, of like, um, you know, the mayor's office. And so it was really exciting overall just to see like what it was like to work in like an internship and role. And so I thought it was a cool opportunity. And that led to me working at the FCC the summer after. And then after that, I worked at the Fed. And the Fed let me like get into product management and like let me kind of see what it was like to work like at a startup. Yeah. And then after that, I worked at Accenture for a summer. And then um, after Accenture, I was like, I want to try out tech. And so I got yeah. lucky and, and got a chance to work at Adobe. Um, so I was working more of like a product adjacent role, um, yeah. but really got to see like how like retention worked and how like product retention was like kind of structured at a big company. And so a lot of those experiences kind of like tied into like me learning about like marketing, product design and so many other things. And then that all tied into like breaking into product management. That's amazing. So you mentioned that uh, you kind of worked in other roles like product adjacent. Would you say that working in these product adjacent roles kind of led you to uh, acquire the skills needed to be a product manager? Or would you rather say that there are other skills out there with you that you'd rather learn to be a product manager? I, th I think that especially at a startup when you have to wear multiple hats and you're constantly working in different teams, taking a route that let me explore marketing, explore design, explore a little bit of finance, a little bit of programming, coding, a little bit of, you know, just everything that was out there. I think not knowing what I wanted to do was probably one of the most helpful things that made me take on the product management role a bit, bit more easily, I'd say. Yeah. Um, especially when working in a startup, I thought it was like very, very challenging from the get go, but having that like understanding of like how these different teams kind of work together at like a, at like somewhat of a working level really helped a lot. And I think yeah. especially when you're trying to like build a business or if you want to become a founder or CEO one day, or whether you want to invest in early stage companies, I think it's important to understand kind of like the different nuances between different roles and teams because it'll, one, it'll help you understand how hiring works, how scaling like a startup at different stages of product market fit. Yeah. And I think just being a product manager who knows how to build, but then also sell and brand a product, um, yeah. whether you're selling a story or like a vision, I think that's, those are all like very important and like helpful skills that'll not only help you in the role itself, but beyond and throughout the rest of your career. Agreed. So I know in bigger companies, when you're working in a role, it's typically more focused. So like the role you're working at Adobe I'm assuming that was probably more focused as opposed to uh, uh, your, your role in product at startups, right? Yeah, yeah. So the role I had at, at Adobe, um, it was more focused on their retention team. Yeah. So I think it was within their like consulting services division. And then they focused on like product retention too and did some like consulting work with different like enterprise clients. Yeah. And so I got to see like a very like specific, like clear view on like how one of their enterprise products like worked and like the different pain points and issues that a lot of customers had. So I had the chance to like go on different customer calls, like see how like Adobe would talk to customers, um, how we would sometimes give the feedback to like PMs and like um, kind of just see the cross-functional like nature of like working at a big company and then seeing like the level of focus and detail that they have. Um, yeah. So I think that was very helpful just to like learn and, and grasp the fundamentals. The one thing I would say is that like Adobe gave me a chance to see like how like certain changes could have like a huge impact on certain customers and like certain customer segments. But in terms of like learning the side of like shipping quickly, constantly testing things and yeah. like going from zero to one to one to like 10 to 20, 30, 40, 100. I think I learned a lot more of that working at a startup, um, yeah. but I, I definitely learned a lot like working in a very like um, specific kind of role at, at Adobe. So at the startups that you were working at, what kind of projects were you working on or like 
would you care to explain a bit more about what the startups did? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I could probably talk about my first role um, yeah. in, in product management. So um, when I was at Lenflow, we worked in, um, as mentioned, like the embedded finance space. So um, we were helping um, SMBs like start their own lending programs and and kind of just like building the infrastructure around that. I'd say the like specific products, projects that I worked on. So I was like the second PM hire. The first PM was hired, I think, a couple of weeks before me. And so we both got to like kind of see like everything be built um, past like kind of like the MVP that that we had at the time. Yeah. So we we got the chance to like, you know, work on the customer facing dashboard, right? So like everything that they would see when they're like processing a loan, uh, the end end process there. Um, and then within that process, there's a lot of different aspects of getting a loan. So today, if you go for a loan for, for instance, let, let's say you're going to apply for like a loan to get a car, right? Yeah. Uh, or get a house. Like there's a different, there's a lot of different steps in that process. And so what I learned was like a lot about how like SMBs can get loans and how they can give loans to their customers through our network of lenders. And so I got to see like a lot of the underwriting side of that and mm -hmm. then essentially just like work on um, not only our core product, but then work on integrating a lot of different external like products too. So as mentioned before, I worked with a lot of different like fintech APIs, like understanding yeah. what they're doing. So APIs that focused on cash flow analysis, on fraud, a lot of different like cool things that are, are typically like involved in like the loan underwriting process. Yeah. And so if you're curious, like check out their website, see the types of things that they've worked on so far and I, I i got to work on a lot of those things and then i also got to work on like other like kind of side projects of like updating the website and yeah. you know how to like onboard customers um and stuff like that so i think across the board i got to work on a lot of different things i'd say like yeah, right yeah. now i primarily focus on not only like working on like the core like kind of initiatives and product for for the team that i'm on but also like working on uh conversion and like experimentation and doing a lot of stuff around that so like a lot of like growth initiatives that's awesome. That's awesome. I just wanted to gear back onto uh, onto the topic of the book that you wrote, actually. Can you tell us more about your book and like kind of what inspired you to to write it, write it? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my book is called The Startup Product Manager. And the reason I wrote the book was because I think having worked at a startup in, in product management and, you know, getting the chance to like see how like a company is like built from kind of like the ground up, I thought like, just the level of learning and, and the pace at which you learn and like grow and the exposure that you get to like senior leadership, um, whether they're like founders or even the head of products from the get go. I think it's a very like hands-on approach to like learning, like product management. Um, so mm. typically at a bigger tech company, you get the chance to work on a specific product or a specific team and you get the chance to ship a feature that sometimes affects, you know, millions of people. Right. But I think yeah. working at a startup, um, it's a little, little different in the sense that you might not know what problems you have to necessarily solve. You have to like figure out the problems you have to solve. You have to figure out, you know, how to prioritize those. And then when you start generating solutions, brainstorming with your team and, you know, the, working on things like that, like prioritizing solutions and like really understanding like how to apply the design process at like a very, very fast pace. So I think the rapidness of being able to work on products and work on features and, and launch things and build a business and like really focus on like what matters um, to growing like a lot of the North Star metrics for the company or even like growing revenue for the company. I think that that kind of like teaches uh, you a lot about like how to build a business or like I mentioned before, if you want to become a founder or CEO or early stage investor, advisor, anything along those lines, I think yeah. working at a at a startup kind of fundamentally puts you at the, the center of like different teams and like learning how to build as well. And so I'm, I'm really passionate about like how like helpful working in product management as a startup is. 
And so I really want to help give people a path to find a way to break into product management at startups. Yeah. And I think by doing so, they'd like not only like help themselves within product management in their career, but it'll, it'll take them a long way for the rest of their career too. That sounds awesome. I was, I was wondering, right? Because you worked at startups, you kind of know how it goes. And I had, a, I had a question about like when you're working at these startups, have you noticed that there's a lot of people that have a solution and now they're just looking for a problem? Or do you find that most people are fairly good in having the problem before first and then making a solution to kind of tackle that underlying problem? Um, in terms of solutions, just to clarify there, like, are you, are you talking about solutions that um, maybe like customers present or like your internal teams present? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, I know that there's a lot of people who build web apps nowadays with like ChatGPT and stuff to kind of make their daily lives easier, but then suddenly they want to scale it, right? And so they're trying to find a user base that will reflect the same problems that they're having and kind of scale it that way. Um, so would you rather, or yeah, the question is more so geared towards, uh, have you noticed that people in these organizations have a solution for like a micro problem and try scaling it versus finding a larger problem and then creating a solution for that? Yeah. So I think in startups, especially early on, you might not be sure which problems you want to solve. I think you'll be able to identify the different problems that are out there. So like you might have like certain problems that are like lower impact and higher impact. Mm -hmm. but I think what ultimately is, is important at, at a startup, whether you're a founder or like a product manager is like having like a level of focus on like the important things. So the one or two or three problems that are most important to your company and your customers right now, being able to focus on those core problems. And then with that, I think being able to focus on the other side too, the solutions, right? Yeah. A lot of your, a lot of your team members and a lot of your customers will come up with solutions for these problems. And so as a product manager, you don't necessarily need to come up with solutions yourself. I think yeah. being able to, that, that is a core part of the job though, right? Like being able to yeah. come up with solutions for problems and like they, they typically like just call that like product sense, right? Like having that creativity and practicalness of being able to come up with a solution that you think is is one of the best solutions for a problem. But ultimately what you need to do is, is as a product manager, when you're looking at different solutions from whether you're, they're designers, your sales team, your customer success team, all, all the different teams internally, and then also externally, like your customers too, they might come with the solutions too. So I think what's important is like you, you being able to be that like diplomat and being able to be that center person that says like, yeah, we can, we can consider these different ideas and eventually like we'll work on, you know, a few of them or maybe all of them or maybe none of them. And you have to yeah. make those calls and, you know, being, be able to like be that, um, you know, that, that person who manages different stakeholders and like builds those relationships over time with different teams. And I, I think like learning that like takes time. And I think that's, what's like, kind of like important, like just having that focus and having that intention with, with the problems you solve and the solutions that you come up with mm -hmm. that's awesome so a lot of our viewers are actually software engineers trying to break into product management or rather anyone trying to break into product management with no real pm experience so you mentioned that having this product sense or creativity is fairly important for the job and as a product manager i'm sure you do this every single day so how would you kind of go about suggesting someone trying to break into product management develop this product sense without being like a PM intern or just outside of school trying to break in? 
if you're a software engineer already or if you're a designer and like or in any like product adjacent role i talk about that yeah. more in my book and like in terms of how you could break in so i think especially if you're in one of those like product adjacent roles it's very i'd say it's like somewhat easy in terms of like how you break into product management because you're doing the fundamental job of either like you're either building or you're talking to customers in some way so let's say you're in marketing or in sales you might be yeah. talking to customers or like even pitching a product or selling a product in a certain way right but if mm -hmm. you're on the engineering or design side, you might be building the project itself. And so having that empathy for either side is very important. And let's say you're on the software engineering side where you're like building the products themselves. I think what is important, especially if you're a designer or engineer is actually like building stuff. So like being able to like work with your classmates or work with people like in a boot camp or being able to like just work on, by yourself on different projects. I think that's like important to be able to develop product sense. Because it yeah. gives you an idea of like how to like prioritize different like types of tasks and, and just be able to understand like how how you can build stuff and like what's might be important to work on. The other things I would recommend in terms of like being able to develop product sense is just like maybe in engineering or maybe like as a as a programmer, you might be focused on like building a solution in a certain way that's like that works with your code base or or works like is efficient or like you might be focused more on the technical side i think being able to think about what is the business use case for whatever you're building or like mm -hmm. what is what is the impact on the customer for whatever you're building i think that's very important just being able to like think more like kind of like from a bird's eye view of like you know why am i building what i'm what i'm building but at the yeah. same time having that like very detailed and nuanced view of like okay this is how you build it but yeah. yeah, I would kind of just say like being able to like just work on side projects and like build stuff on your own, kind of like having like a like your own body of work yeah. is very important. And I, I talk more about that in the in the book too. Yeah, when you're when you're talking about building stuff on your own, I I think I remember from a previous conversation with you that in school you're actually building stuff like with your classmates or friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Typically, like. It, let's say like you're in a club right like let's say you're part yeah. of like uh waterloo is like pm club right yeah. so you have the chance to work with like you know a lot of different like people who are naturally interested in product management so they might be they might not have experience in terms of like building stuff they might have experience already like they're engineers or designers or anything else this is the perfect time where you get to experience and like test and like just like move quickly with a lot of different things and like the other benefit of doing it like while you're in school is that like I think one, you get a chance to work with people who are like-minded and two, you yeah. don't necessarily need to like invest stuff rather than uh, beyond your time. Like you, you, have, you have access to like financial resources, like within your school or university sometimes. And like, let's say like your idea is great. Like you could sometimes even get funding for that. So I think now is the time to kind of explore and experience um, before you, um, you know, take on a full-time role. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I kind of wanted to dive into some of the things that you did while you're in school. What kind of projects were side things that did, that you took on to kind of contribute to your growth or success or like uh, your kind of career progression? I think one thing that I did, I think it was around my junior year. So I was considering like more about like, um, you know, just generally about tech, like things I was like curious about and interested in. So I took a course on like, just like introductory, like web design and development and like learning like how to build a website. And yeah. so that was an interesting side project in that it, it gave me like a refresher on like HTML and CSS and like a little bit of JavaScript and like learning like mm -hmm. how to build a website. I thought that was like really interesting. But like the more interesting part of that was like learning like the different design principles at like a at a higher level, like how to apply them to like building a website and then also kind of just like prioritizing different features for a website. So like in a semester, you, you only have so much time in between mm -hmm. like different like projects and like 
you have to balance that with your final project of like building a website. And so mm -hmm. it really taught me like within like certain constraints, like how should I build certain features for the website and think about like how to like constructively think through like what to put on the website. So I think that was like a very important like project for me. Um, in yeah. terms of like other projects that I would say are like, so I think during my junior year, I, I took a course on like digital product design. So one of the clubs on campus um, that I was a, a part of, uh, they, they had a class for anyone who was curious about learning about introductory like product design. And so um, a lot of these like students that taught the course, they they often like had internships at big tech companies. Yeah. Um, they, they learned like the design process from kind of like the inside and like they, they would like it was kind of like a like a curriculum that was like developed at the school and they would kind of apply it in the real world after and so it was like yeah. handed down between like different like um design leads at, at, at like our university's club and like so everyone would teach this and then anyone could take the course right and so that taught me about product design and my project during that course was like redesigning Robinhood. and yeah, so awesome. i yeah yeah I, I like created a feature around like you know, creating more community around Robinhood and like introducing like education around that. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a great project overall in terms of like learning the overall like design experience and like um, the end end process involved. And then I also took a course, I think the semester after on like human computer interaction. So more like the academic side of like product yeah. design and like learning that. And then eventually got the chance to like TA that course. So awesome. I got to teach it and see it from the other side. Um, so I, I think like my major was like not related to like any of these things. I was just like exploring them for fun. But I think it just taught me a lot about like, you know, like the fundamentals of like product management and like also design too. No, that's awesome. I, I kind of wanted to now talk about like, I know PM, there's a constant go, go, go. And like everywhere, especially in startups, actually, you're typically hustling and grinding out these, these frameworks or uh, product ideas. What are your thoughts on kind of that hustle culture and do you see that happening a lot at like the startups or even the bigger tech companies that you've worked at? Yeah, I think in terms of hustle culture, um, I think it's important to do it if you have a certain intent in mind, right? Like if mm. you're going in a certain direction, like as a company, if you're trying to learn a certain thing, I think it could be important to like adopt like a mindset of like, you know, I'm going to work really hard for something. Yeah. But the thing that I, I'd probably say that's like kind of against that is like, you don't need to like, hustle and work like 24 seven if, if, if yeah. you, just in general like you don't have to do that like I, I think like some people like decide to work like you know every single hour minute of the day like some yeah. at some point you like you, you need to like take a break and like kind of just relax right but I think yeah. I think it's important to work hard towards what you care about and like what your company might be like pushing for but at the same time I think it's important to like take a break and like kind of step back and think about things because especially as a PM like if your head's down into like the details of your craft I think that's very important but yeah. at the same time, like every day at a startup, you need to think about like at a higher level, like, okay, like, am I working on the most important initiatives? And, you know, why, why is that important? So like, why is that important to like kind of step back and take a higher level view? It's because like, I, I think like you can, you can find work. I don't think the issue is like finding work. I think yeah. the issue and like opportunity lies in the types of work that you work on. I know that like Shreyas talks about like different types of leverage for tasks that you can work on, like as a PM at a startup or like in big tech, right? Yeah. Um, so you could probably like find a snippet online of him talking about that, but just to summarize, I, th I think like there's different types of things you could work on and there's different times of day you could work on things, but ultimately like you need to think of yourself as like an investor of your time and allocate that in a way that makes sense for you and for the company, for your customers and anything else. And if this yeah. is like a general, like kind of like career side of things, like invest time in things, but like, you don't necessarily like need to dedicate all of your time constantly to like doing those things. Like 
it, it is valuable to take a break and you know like like relax play video games like go play sports or do whatever you, you like that's fun yeah no that's awesome i definitely agree like if there are things that you really want you you gotta go for it otherwise the, the chance is gonna just get passed up right yeah um so you do do the like the hustle culture or or rather you're able to work hard towards the things you like so whenever you get downtime what kind of things do you do i think in my free time uh i think right now it's like less so but i think during the during the year i typically like just enjoy watching the sports um yeah. like watching you know basketball playing like fantasy football um mm -hmm. you know watching football so i think i think i'm a huge fan of sports and i think yeah. you know just there's a lot of like benefits to that i think like one is like get your mind off things like it's something that i'm passionate about just in general and like i, I think there's a lot of like cross-functional like learnings you could get from even watching sports like you know let's say you're a basketball fan and like you follow lebron right like there's a lot of like leadership yeah. stuff you can learn from him if you're playing fantasy football like it teaches you like how to like allocate your time and like resources towards like you know like different players and like analyzing information and like being able to like use that like in a certain way so like i mean i i, I watch sports i love you know playing sports um you know, paying out with friends, like trying out food. I listen to like podcasts too in my free time, but yeah, um, yeah, pretty pretty simple overall. Like when I'm when I'm not working, I might just be like trying to learn about something or like watch something. Yeah, I know that's awesome. I just wanted to ask, like earlier, you were talking a lot about how PM in startups gives you a lot of the tools to kind of go start your own business and being a founder and being a CEO. I was kind of, I wanted to get to know a little bit more about like why you really think that and why it's more so entrepreneurial. Um, so I think the reason why a lot of product managers, um, you'll, you'll see a lot of product managers in big tech, especially go on to like start their own stuff. And then at startups, I think even more, um, you can go on to start your own thing. Um, just yeah. because like at a startup, let's say you join like a, a seed stage, a pre-seed or series A startup. So typically I would recommend like going to like a series A startup um yeah. and kind of like beyond but i think working at a startup that's pre-series a or even bootstrap is great too um just because like at series a even series b sometimes you get the chance to work directly with um you know the founders so series a you might even be like one of the founding product managers so mm -hmm. at a series a startup what, what typically happens is like a product manager typically gets hired at, at series a or even at the seed stage yeah. um so the founders and and you know founders are like you know typically ceo ceo or ceo cto one of them is trying to like find a way to delegate more of their you know their typical work around like product execution specifically like let's say at series a like you developed an mvp and like kind of like prototype that's working and like you have a few customers already you kind of like know like what your product is at that point but there's a lot of like room for experimentation and like changing your product over time but ceos and like founders they might not necessarily be able to like focus all of their time on like developing the product like you see at yeah. some larger tech companies like let's say like elon or mark um they typically like they, they're involved in like the product development process to a certain extent even like brian chesky is involved to a certain extent but yeah they've delegated it to a point where they don't have to focus all of their time on just like the execution side and so that's where that's where it becomes really beneficial for product managers who want to join a startup and so you learn a lot about like how to execute and how to build and then once mm -hmm. you learn like how to how to kind of like the build and the building blocks of kind of like just like how do you work with engineers? How do you work with designers? How do you work with customer success? How do you work with marketing? How do you work with sales? Like once you learn those fundamentals, it naturally becomes easier to be able to like think about more of like the the product sense side of like, how do you come up with like different solutions, like kind of on your own or with different teams? 
And so the creative side of like product vision, um, that comes through like, I think ex a lot of execution over time and just seeing mm -hmm. different patterns. And so once you learn yeah. the execu execution and once you learn the product vision side of things and like, once you start to identify like problems and like kind of think about like how to prioritize them, how to think about how to prioritize solutions, I think those skills are very useful. And like having had the experience, like, you know, like let's say you work under a founder or under a head of product, then I think you like ultimately learn like how to build a business because you're directly working with those people and you learn what they do well, what they don't do well. And like, you learn like how to build a culture, how, how to build a company, how they hire, um, a lot of other things that are like adjacent to product management, but not specifically product management. And so yeah. you learn from these people that have done it already. And so I think that kind of puts you on a path that like, lets you understand like how to like do all this stuff, learn like how to delegate and like how to empower people and hire people and do a lot of this stuff that, um, you know, founders and CEOs typically do. So I think it's a natural like kind of transition for a lot of people who are considering it one day. Yeah, no, that, that's amazing. Are there anything specific, um, like entrepreneurial projects that you're currently working on or working on the side? Um, I think, I think honestly, it's just like the book right now. Yeah. Anything else? I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm trying to keep my focus on like one thing at a time right now. There yeah, might be like yeah. a few other things I'm tinkering with, but mm. I think right now, kind of just like launching the book, um, making sure that launch goes well, um, you know, partnering with different podcasts and, you know, just people that are out there, just like getting it out there, helping as many people yeah. as possible through it. And yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of just focused on like this right now, but um, who knows if, if there's anything else I'll, I'll keep it posted. Yeah, that's awesome. I was, uh, I was wondering, so how is the launch of the book going? Like what kind of things have you learned along the way and how, how, how is it overall? Yeah. Yeah. So the book, um, the book, I'm planning to have it launched sometime in July yeah. Um, maybe late July. Uh, yeah. in terms of like what it what it's taught me so far, I think I think it's taught me that like one in terms of working on a book. I never thought I'd write a book. Um, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> this is like a pretty like thing that was out there for me. Like, yeah, I think like two years ago, I was like, I had a general idea. I was like, you know, I'm, I might just write a book one day, but I don't know what it, what it would be about or like anything around that. And so yeah. I just started taking small steps of like you know taking notes and then like turning those notes into articles turning those articles into a book, learning like the full like process that's even beyond writing a book. So mm -hmm. writing the actual book took like probably like, I think two to three months of like heads down, like writing work, but there was so much yeah. that came after that in terms of like designing the cover, working with an editor, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of things after that, that like kind of took up a, a bit more time, like coming up with a title, um, you know, just like thinking about everything a bit more like critically about like the book itself. Um, yeah. So I think what it's taught me is that like, you can, kind of like build anything you want or like, you know, work on anything. You just have to take like kind of like small steps at a time and taking that first step is really important. And then in terms of the launch of the book, um, I think one thing that it taught me for future launches is that like, for instance, on my website for the book, I have a, I have a wait list right now. Yeah. And I wow. built a wait, wait list um, using like um, one of those like no code, like websites called Framer and then integrating like an embedded wait list on the, on the website itself. One, one thing that's like helpful in terms of like looking at it from a sales funnel is like creating that initial awareness of the book. Um, I think will potentially make it a bit more easier to be able to like get it out there and grow it over time. And so let's say like you wanted to launch a product in the future. I think one learning that I got from it was like, you know, like creating a wait list can generate some hype around it. Um, get some people invested from the start and, you know, like these people can become your customers. Um, yeah. They can refer other people. And, you know, it, it taught me a lot about like just experimenting and growth, like something small, like, like a book or like, you know, like a product. And so I think I've learned a few things from the process, but um, I'm still learning. And I think there's a, a lot more to go. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I know we only have like four minutes left here. So 
I, I just wanted to ask, is there anything you kind of want to leave for the audience? Yeah, yeah. I think I think just in general, like there's no like right or wrong path that you can take. Um, I, I think like having a focus in terms of like what it is like you're, you know, what do you see yourself doing and like, you know, the next like couple months, couple of years. Um, I think having a general idea of like where you're heading um, could be important. But I think in terms of like how you get there, that's like very flexible. So I think I think it's important to experiment, even even like when you're at university, like there's a lot of people who like take like routes where it's like, you know, it's it's been like clearly established, right? Like going to like big tech, like you go through these APM programs and interviews or like you you're in consulting, like you go through these interviews or like, let's say you go into finance, like banking or something else. Like there's a lot of like traditional processes. Right. And so, you know, while you're in school, like you have a lot of time to like, you know, take chances and experiment. So I would highly recommend just like exploring things, like trying different things out before you like go into your full-time job. And even when you do get into a full-time job, there's a lot of like ways to pivot and like try different things. Um, yeah. So I think just like having a general idea of like where you want to go, but then like being open to like try different things. Um, I think that's really important and talk about that in the book and like, you know, like different things that you can do to explore that. And then the other yeah. thing I'd like to say is like, I, I think regardless of your background, there's a way for you to like get into product management and become like a product manager at a startup and we've talked about like the different benefits of, of that, like for your career and, and kind of beyond. But I think, I think like really anyone can do it. There's like a very like step-by-step -step way that I think you, you can do it. It's like a matter of like, you know, thinking of your career, like as like a product. And so really like building your career as a product, but then being able to like sell the story, sell the vision of like, you know, what you're doing and what you're passionate about is really yeah. important. So um, yeah, I, I think like I, I'm optimistic for a lot of you in terms of like, being able to try different things and also like, you know, just like being able to like, you know, get into like anything that you're interested in and, and passionate about. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Manon. Thank you so much for listening to uh, this podcast with Manon. He gave wondrous insights onto startup life and product management and kind of how to get into product management. So thank you so much for listening. <laughs>